Saturday has come, and we are all in celebration. You have no idea. It is. You know what, David? And I have no open plan, no plans this weekend. My calendar is wide open. Feeling good. Can't wait to see what happens. In a way, I'm jealous, and then I don't. I don't hate my plans. Got a wedding today, but it doesn't happen till six, so I can get all this shit done. Uh-huh. So I don't know if I told you this. I've been working out three times a day, and I was kind of hiding this because I felt like I was in a little bit um, impulsive, maybe OCD. But then I started to see people there at five thirty, and then I saw them at noon, and then I see them at seven o'clock, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not the only one. There's actually a program at the gym where people will work out three times a day. Oh, interesting. There's this there's this woman who recently gave birth, and her body is just fucking rocking. And I'm like, no way is that woman a mom of three kids. That is what it looks like when you go to the gym three times sure a day. Sure enough, yeah, it'll happen. So I'm ready to create better remarkable memories than yeah. outside of the gym. Now, I don't hit think, us with the gift of the day. I would say kill me before I go to the gym three, day, three times a day, but that's just me. Um, (laughs) On a much brighter note, many of us actively search for our remarkable memories. That's why we fill our phones with photos to the degree that we buy iCloud. Occasionally, we look back through them. Then, sometimes, more rare, we are unexpectedly thrust into intense recall. Some embrace, yet some run. You a runner? We fix that. So, Michelle... Why would some run? (sighs) Regret, embarrassment. Good call. I think those are absolutely valid, but I think it's more about control. When we look through our phones, we're controlling the when, the how, the why, and the what. And let's say, like in my case, (laughs) you're emptying one of your homes post-divorce and you happen to stumble upon 10 boxes labeled in my own handwriting sentimental or nostalgia Ooh. i have to relinquish all control do i open the box did you i did i opened them all and i'm like oh hell yes do you have a good story think, from it oh so I, and i'll get to that but it, it, and it's it okay. So let me. Do you want me to go to a funny side story first? Let's do it. Okay. So my ex has a strong behavioral pattern that I've witnessed, and it's to stay in anger. And we we kind of talked about this. We touched upon it in a previous podcast. And they she dwells in this terrible place and and it's it's tragic but it's also a family pattern and it seems to be you know perpetuating so the first step is to remove all the items that would trigger a memory and i'm like wait what hmm you have control over how you look at that memory so no no no. let's wipe it clean let's 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 spray the whole entire house with with white paint pretend it never happened Right. It's like the chalkboard, right? You just you just splash a bunch of water on it and, and erase it. Good as new. Well, is that 
is that mature? Is that healthy? I, I'm not one to judge. I'm just putting it out there for everybody else to decide. Okay. But that's, that's not how I roll. So here's some comedy relief and, and, and I shouldn't laugh, but I do. And I go to a place of, oh, bless her heart. And you know what bless her heart means, right? <laughs> Everybody knows what that means. And, and I used, it, it was a euphemism because in the old days I used to say, oh, that poor idiot. Yes. I mean, and that's, that's, that's the more polite way. Now it's oh, kind bless of, her heart. Yeah, down yeah. a notch to bless her heart. Yeah. So I'm, I'm unpacking this vast collection of books. I collected books. You know, when you get three college degrees, yet you, you have you accumulate a, bunch of books. a lot of stuff. Just, yeah. Just a little. And as an author and, and, and a researcher, you have all these fucking books. And uh, do I want them all? No. <laughs> no. And uh, most of them went to Goodwill. So then I hit this box that she packed up. And I'm like, wait a minute. This, this isn't mine. Like I, and and I'm like, at first I'm like, fuck, do I not remember these books? How how do I not have an emotional connection? Why do I not remember the title? It's not even a genre that it was, would be uh, something that I would listen to or look at rather. So naturally, I assumed that it was some tendency that she had, which was to push her unwanted crap on me, right? So, but the universe, the universe wanted <laughs> wanted me to get the joke. <laughs> I started to realize that this box of books that were destined for goodwill and one fell out and laid open wide open at the inscription. Ooh. I was her second ex-husband. She'd been divorced before and this box of books <gasps> belonged to him. But the, it had his name. But the box was your writing. No, no, no. These okay, so I I'm sorry, I blended stories. I have all my nostalgia boxes. Oh, Those you, are sacred. you said side story, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of boxes that were like stuff that she packed up that she was trying to uh scour the house and trying to decontaminate it. So all of my Ooh. shit was packed up unlovingly, by the way. And so then I came across this box of books and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it were there were his inscriptions from his grandparents to him, and I recognized the name, and I'm all, oh no! The irony was sad, but also incredibly delicious. And here's my theory, and maybe maybe I'm fatalistic or maybe I'm realistic. I'm picturing that in the future, a few of my books that didn't make the boxes are going to wind, wind up, up on, in, on his porch. In, it, no, oh. in her new exes. <gasps> of course. <laughs> oh, because this is we talk about patterns, right? Sure. It's all about patterns. My books will wind up in her next ex-husband's. Why box wouldn't they? A books, and it's like, okay, David, congratulations on this. Or I do have a couple of books that are inscribed by the author, and there's one book that I didn't get back, and I think maybe she held it back because there's something that is a little bit more than just an inscription and i imagine that that either got burned or it's going to wind up in the next person's box <laughs> and the poor son of a bitch after me is going to be like doing this again like what the f what the fuck is this right yeah so let me tell you the upshot on this okay i'm in deep nostalgia right now 
I've got these 10 boxes and my friend and I have been going through these precious memories and other friends are joining in and these artifacts of my history, like my baseball cap from high school. I didn't even know I saved that. And pictures of me breaking the cross country record for the school barefooted and like evidence of all this shit that actually happened that I've been talking about. And everybody's like, no, you didn't do that. I'm like, oh, okay, here it is. And I have like rare shit. And you'll appreciate this, Michelle. Endless amounts of <laughs> cassettes, tapes that have mixes on them. I'm trying to find a tape deck that I can play these now. Ooh, I'm wondering if I have one. But do the kids nowadays even do that? I guess it's so Every song is so readily available and easy to get. I There was something about getting a mixtape because there was a lot of time and energy and thought put in them. Just Jesus. Doesn't, just doesn't mean the same. I wonder if kids nowadays still put together some sort of a mix. God, your point is so well taken, Michelle. And and this is this this is reminiscent of like our grandparents saying, "Whoa, your generation doesn't appreciate this because you didn't do this and that. Mm-hmm. This this really is it. Like the, uh, who who was it? Um, God, Say Anything, where the guy holds the uh-huh. g- the, the ghetto Cusack. blaster, as we called it. John Cusack holds up the, the ghetto blaster and he plays his mixtape. There is, is there a modern day mixtape? Because it's all public, right? It's on, right. it's on, it's on YouTube, it's on TikTok, it's on Instagram. There's nothing sacred. It's all there, right? And mu- Is there anything personal? And a lot of those mixtapes had to be recorded from the radio. You had to record the song as, I mean, I remember doing that for hours. Hours. And then you'd want to learn the, the words to the song, so you'd have to stop, rewind, pause, write it down. All of that. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that some of these tapes, and I should share them with you that that is going to be documented on these tapes should hopefully they're not destroyed to the point where we can't hear them but I, it's usually the songs over and over and over again from a small period of time but yeah it you're right that makes me wonder is there anything like that in today's world how i can't even okay i'm going to out myself being a little bit older i don't know that i would be able to function in today's world as a teenager without the mixtape. The mixtape was like an end road. Like, like if you if you made a mixtape for someone, that person meant a lot to you. And if you yeah. received a mixtape, holy shit, like, oh, this guy made me a mixtape, and oh my God, you're popping the champagne. Because that meant so much. Then if you got uh, the double recorder, where if someone bought the tape and then they recorded it for you on A and B side, you're just like, score. I didn't have to buy this cassette. That was the uh, <laughs> what we considered pirating. Pirating. Right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Such wow. it is so nostalgic. To loop back to the point of the gift of the day, this was thrust upon me. I could have looked at this with disdain. I could have looked at this with, oh, okay, this was a failed relationship. And, a lot, and granted, some of this stuff was, most of this stuff was before my relationship ended. But I, most people, I think, would look at that and just toss it in the garbage. They wouldn't even give it a second take. And I guarantee you that that's 
what my compadre on the other side of the fence did. They just tossed shit out. Like, ah, no, I don't want to look at this. I can't, I can't have that memory anymore. And it's baby with the bathwater. That's what we talk about all the time. Do you know what's, what this has done for me? I am now bonding with my friends. We're, we're opening box by box, and it's a, like a nightly ritual. We're pouring gin and tonics, and we're reminiscing. And I, can I say this out loud? And it's so against the grain, and it, it probably will piss some people off. But this activity, the moving of my shit post-divorce, has been one of the most profoundly awesome things that has ever happened to me. Very cool. Most people would be like, mm, it's the worst thing ever. I'm like, damn, this is fucking awesome. It's bringing us together. We're being nostalgic. We're celebrating it. I get an opportunity to show who I am based on who I was. And there's this direct line to it. And it's almost sickening. I'm making the most of it. And who can say that? Who can say that? Like, I have these boxes from my divorce and I'm actually excited about it. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's tough. Foreshadow. There's more to this. There's so much more to this. And and I think you know a little bit more of what happened when I started emptying out all the stuff from the house that we're selling. And my God, all of the things that have been dormant and not used and things that I've been storing unnecessarily that could have found a better home have found a better home. And that's a, that's a podcast for, I can't remember which one I've written. It's sometime next week. Tune in for part two of this. And it's a lesson on perception. I'm over the whole, no, nah, I can't look at this because it's a testimony to something that failed and I'm bitter and I'm angry and I'm not going to ever reconcile. I'm like, fuck that. I'm making the most out of this and it's making other people happy. I mean, lots of people happy. So that's a foreshadow to next, next week. Yeah. And, and going back on real fast as we get into the homework, cause this is part of it again, it's that shift in perspective. It's the pause that we talked about just the other day. It's all of that. And so I, I, we want to pass that on to the listeners as just a reminder to, to pause Take those items. Is it in your, I mean, it's time for a little nostalgia yourself today on this Saturday and reflect if that's through your phone or get to that box that's been sitting in the closet that says memories or old photos. And you would be amazed at some of the things that you thought, why would anyone take a picture of this that brings such joy today? I can't tell you the biochemistry that changed, the neurochemistry that changed. And, and everything you just said, Michelle, is absolutely spot on, brilliant, on point. People need to go back and look and say, wow, I'm here today, but what got me here? And look back at the connecting the dots of, oh my God, I was this person all along and right? I didn't see what was coming. That's... Like I see some shit that I saved and I'm like, oh, oh my God, that's me. Isn't that, yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Instead of just tossing it out, you know, and then you got to laugh at the, the little stupid things like my ex giving me her ex's stuff. Uh -huh. Like, oh, she just didn't, she didn't completely purge from the last one. <laughs> didn't, didn't learn from the last one. Won't learn from the, the most recent one. 
and there'll be another box someday with my shit in it going to someone else. <laughs> but you know what? That's it. You know, I we can fix that, but you have to be willing to say, okay, that's a problem. <laughs> right. And the first so first step, you know, and that I guess that's the cornerstone of therapy, which we don't do, but is acknowledging that you need help. And if you want to look, I mean, look at me. You want to look at where I am on the uh, on the receiving. How many people look like me on post divorce? Like I'm actually like, oh fuck, this is awesome. This is fucking awesome. I there's there's physical changes that I've gone through that are positive. I'm I'm seeing the upshots in all of this. Yeah. And it's just amazing. It's amazingly awesome. But it all starts with perception. And part of my mic drop moment is you're able to. It's fun when you said looking at those old pictures, connecting the dots to where it got you to today and how you were the same and the little things that you forgot. Uh, You were still the same person back then, but the things that led you to who you are today. Exactly. I I love the connecting the dots, pulling it together. And that's really, that's how, (laughs) if you can't connect the dots and figure out where you came from and how you got here, how the hell are you going to figure out the trajectory of where you're going in the future? Amen. You need that. You need that. And I think I think nostalgia is almost in and of itself nostalgic. So it's so It's not something true. that we think about. Right. So true. So on that on that point. Michelle, let people go be nostalgic and... Get out there and fly that kite. Yakoki. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's Gift of the Day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement. Many of us actively re- Many of us actively search out fuck.